from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. National news for week commencing May the 3rd, 2020. I'm Graham, VK4BB. And how about a slap on the back for we Aussies? Australia at the beating heart of medical research. The first artificial pacemaker invented and developed by Australian doctor Mark Lidwell and physicist Edgar Booth. More than three million people worldwide rely on pacemakers to keep their hearts beating. Australian scientist Howard Florey purified penicillin from a special strain of mould. He demonstrated penicillin's ability to fight bacterial infection and it was mass produced and used to aid victims during World War II. The cochlear implant or bionic ear invented by Australian professor Graham Clark in the 1970s. Brisbane-based medical researchers Professor Ian Fraser and Dr Yuan Zhu developed the first anti-cancer vaccine which protects women against four strains of a virus known to cause three-quarters of all cervical cancers. Now comes University of Queensland's COVID-19 vaccine. In a slightly unheralded way, businessnewsaustralia.com.au says that early preclinical testing shows the University of Queensland's COVID-19 vaccine candidate has been able to raise high levels of antibodies that can neutralise the virus. UQ has been tasked by the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations to develop a vaccine against the novel coronavirus and is collaborating with the Peter Doherty Institute to demonstrate and understand its immune response. University of Melbourne professor Cantor Sabaro from the Doherty Institute tested samples provided by the UQ team and found high levels of antibodies capable of neutralising infection by the live virus in cell culture. Program Director Professor Trent Munro says every day matters in the race to bring this science forward and while there were no guarantees of success, the support received to date is letting the team move at an unprecedented speed and it looks like human trials coming up July. Also at speed has been the take-up of the Australian COVID-19 phone app. Prime Minister Scott Morrison last Wednesday thanked the around 3 million Australians who have so far downloaded the COVID-19 tracing app. But is it really safe? Yes, it is safe to use, as a group have reverse-engineered the app to see if it really does as intended and data is safe, and you can see this on the link in this week's text edition. Another type of reverse engineering is taking place on factory floors in the USA, and you'll learn more in this bulletin of news from your WIA when VK2LAW Jason looks at the international news. Now, what do you do when COVID keeps you home? Well, both WIA and RSGB this week have published board minutes dating back to last year on our websites. RSGB has released the board meetings for the meetings held November and December 2019 and RSGB members can read these proceedings on their website. WIA also have been at work bringing our board meetings online for members and although no sign yet of November 2019, the December 29 and January 2020 minutes are up now. WIA board minutes can be found on wia.org.au and click WIA Information. In other news from the WIA this week, we'll hear from the Chairman of the DXCC Awards Committee, WIA Secretary on our AGM. One of the three new directors gives a bit of an insight into what he's planning on bringing to the board, and I must say some pretty impressive credentials, Phil. 
and our Vice President on why you need to register for the various polls. Howdy, it's Aidan, VK4APM here. Thank you to all who have participated in the WIA's Future of Amateur Radio program. The response thus far has been fantastic, but, like everything, there is always room for improvement. One of the questions that has been recently asked of me by a member of our community is, what is the point of having these polls? My first thoughts when this question was posed were at best flippant and at worst plainly objectionable. So, having discarded these thoughts as quickly as they appeared, I pondered on a slightly deeper question. Why is it that someone would ask such a question? In conversation with the person involved and other members of the community, it became apparent that at the core of the matter was a lack of understanding about how the WIA and the ACMA operate. One of the WIA's roles, and the one that is relevant to this discussion, is to represent our membership and the broader community of amateur operators both locally and globally. The Wireless Institute of Australia is the only Australian representative organisation recognised by the International Amateur Radio Union, but it is not our global representation that I wish to discuss, it is our local representation. The Australian Communications and Media Authority, ACMA, have for some time been working through priorities that have been identified as part of the five-year spectrum outlook, or FYSO. This process touches on many parts of the radio communications regulation in Australia, including amateur radio. Detail regarding the FYSO program, its calendar and objectives can be found on the ACMA website. If you have a moment to read it, it provides valuable information on the future of radio communications regulation in Australia. ACMA is an evidence-based regulator. As stated in their 2019 performance assessment, this means that they expand our evidence base to inform improvements and reforms, and apply evidence and regulatory analysis to maintain a fit-for-purpose regulatory framework. One of the techniques that is used by the ACMA, and very successfully in the commercial environment, is that of public consultation papers. The ACMA captures the public feedback from these papers and uses it as one component of the pool of evidence that informs their decisions. There is one challenge with this. The consultation papers range in complexity from relatively simple documents to ones that are incredibly complicated with far-flung views on every issue. Personally, I believe that we, as a community, make it incredibly difficult for the ACMA to make decisions because we don't present a consolidated perspective. And this is where the WIA Future of Amateur Radio program comes in. The vision for the Future of Amateur Radio program is two. One, provide a mechanism for translating the sometimes complex consultation papers into a handful of salient points for consideration by our membership and the broader community. Two, provide a mechanism for collecting and consolidating the views of almost 15,000 stakeholders and presenting these views to ACMA in a digestible form. Three, ensure that the WIA's nominated representatives' views are aligned with those of the membership and the broader community of operators. This program is not about the WIA, nor is it about ACMA. The WIA is a facilitator and the ACMA a regulator. Ultimately, this is all about you and your service. To those who have subscribed and participated, on behalf of the amateur community, thank you. To those who have not subscribed to the Future of Amateur Radio program, I would ask you to consider. The more people that take part in these polls, the more views we have as a community in a consolidated form. 
The more views we have, the stronger the evidence the WIA can provide to the ACMA on your behalf. The stronger evidence the ACMA have, the more likely they are to make decisions that are consistent with what you want from your service. If you do decide to take part, visit poll.wia.org.au and subscribe. And remember, poll number three is just around the corner. That's all from me, 73VK4APM. Are you an amateur radio user or user? Whether it be the WIA, your local club, show your support in a tangible way. Support the providers you utilise. Good morning, everyone. The corporation's law specifies that companies like the Wireless Institute of Australia, with a financial year end of 31 December, must hold the annual general meeting within five months thereof. The WIA AGM would normally have been held in conjunction with the annual conference that was to be held in Hobart, Tasmania, on the 9th of May 2020. Due to COVID-19 restrictions on large gatherings, travel restrictions and health concerns, the board of the WIA decided to cancel the 2020 annual conference and to defer the AGM. The Australian Securities and Investments Corporation, or ASIC, is the regulator of public companies such as the WIA. They have confirmed in writing that they recognise that COVID-19 is impacting the ability of companies to hold annual general meetings. On the 20th of March, ASIC released a public no-action position to help companies in this current period. This ASIC position indicates that they will take no action if companies with a financial year end of 31 December 2019 postpone their meeting for up to two months, meaning on or before the 31st of July 2020. ASIC has also indicated that they are permitting hybrid annual general meetings. Accordingly, at the April meeting of the board of the Wireless Institute of Australia, the date was set for the postponed 2020 AGM. The annual general meeting for 2020 will be held as a hybrid meeting on the 25th of July 2020. It will be held at the National Office in Bayswater with due restraint as to the COVID-19 restrictions. More information will be published to members about the annual general meeting in the near future. This has been WIA Secretary Peter, VK8ZZ. And remember, two metres matters. Hi, I'm Phil Shields, VK2CPR, one of the three new directors-elect. By way of introduction, I'd like to tell you about my background and goals for the WIA. I've had a two-fold working career which involved two polar opposite domains, that is, health and technology. In health, I was a New South Wales paramedic and a registered nurse, hence the VK2CPR moniker. In technology, I've worked in many different roles, including network administration, board-level electronics repair, and developing web applications. My most interesting job was to prototype live-fire target robots for the Australian defence industries. And being an ex-paramedic, this job threw up many moral dilemmas for me and highlighted the gulf between my two careers. Luckily for me, a new discipline emerged recently that bridges the gulf between health and technology, called informatics. Informatics is the study of technology and health, so finally I was able to mix my two careers together. Uh, for my informatics PhD, I researched how human knowledge can be mapped in a form that humans and computers can understand. This means a map can be made of an organisation's knowledge for future human and computer analysis. My goal for the WIA is to help build education and membership capacity. I'm happy to report that the first steps in improving these two fronts has already begun. 
I look forward to an effective collaboration between stakeholders for the advancement of amateur radio in Australia. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We start this week with news from Indonesia. Radio amateurs spray disinfectant on vehicles. Indonesia's National Radio Society, Arari, reports radio hams have been spraying disinfectant on the Trans-Sulawesi Road as part of the efforts to fight coronavirus. Concerned about the efforts to break the chain of distribution of COVID-19, local Arari Maros members conducted an activity of spraying disinfectant liquid on vehicles that passed on the road. The spraying was carried out in collaboration with Maros Regency Government. To India, hams in India aid stranded cancer patients. The global pandemic has turned many radio operators into heroes with handhelds. In India, these gestures have been both great and small. Members of the West Bengal Radio Club came to the aid of more than 30 cancer patients who were left stranded in Chennai following treatment at hospitals there. The COVID-19 lockdown had kept them from returning home easily to many parts of Bengal. Ambarish Nagbiswas, Victor Uniform 2, Juliet Foxtrot Alpha and his club contacted amateur radio operators in Chennai who reached out to ambulance driver associations who arranged for the more than 30 vehicles. The transport was done following government guidelines for public health and safety. Roy, Victor Uniform 3, Juliet Whiskey Romeo provided a small but important special delivery locally, batteries for an elderly couple's hearing aids. The club was contacted by the couple's son living in the United States and explained his parents' needs, and two days later, the batteries were located and were handed to the man's parents. News from South Africa. Electronic voting for the 2020 AGM. Following the declaration of a state of emergency for the coronavirus pandemic and the regulations issued by the government, SARL Council made the decision to postpone the 2020 SARL National Convention until August. But the League must continue to function and certain aspects cannot wait until the AGM scheduled tentatively for August. Therefore, the Council approved the use of the electronic voting system to seek approval of items that were published in the 2020 SARL National Convention booklet in February. In the United Kingdom, Ofcom released database of amateur radio call signs. Following a Freedom of Information request, Ofcom have released a spreadsheet of all 92,318 allocated amateur radio call signs in the UK and Crown dependencies. The spreadsheet released does not list forbidden or reserved call signs, but a spreadsheet for these was released in 2019. The link to the spreadsheet is best read in the text edition of this week's news at wia.org.au. To the USA, we've all heard that annoying beep, 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 backing up signal on trucks and forklifts, etc. Well, now comes a COVID-19 beep to back off. Construction workers across the United States may soon be required to wear a device on their hard hats that emits an alarm if they come within six feet of another employee at a job site. As they get closer, the alarm gets louder. The tool, called Proximity Trace, doesn't just function as a loud reminder for workers to practice the social distancing guidelines from the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. It will also give employers a roadmap to perform contact tracing. 
The device relies on ultra-high-frequency radio signals to give employers a list of workers who came in contact with each other. If a construction worker is found to be infected with COVID-19, employers can pull up historical data, which identifies which employees came into contact with them and when. Triax Technologies, the company behind Proximity Trace, already develops tools that lets construction companies and other industries track a worker's location, attendance and even their performance. Maybe we need a patch on the Welcomed Australian COVID app released last week by the Australian Government to beep beep us into correct social distancing. For WIA National News, in Sydney I'm Jason, VK2LAW. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Ham Radio Operational News, it's a contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. May 3031, the CQ Worldwide WPX contest for amateurs worldwide to contact as many amateurs and prefixes as possible during the contest using CW. The Big K Show is the June long weekend, which is a weekend June 6 and 7. IARU HF World Championship July 13 14. Trans Tasman Low Band Contest, next contest 17 July, and has the aim of encouraging low band activity between VK and ZL on the 160, 80, and 40 meter bands using SSB, CW, RITI or PSK. RD or Remembrance Day Contest will be August 15-16. Oceania Contest, voice from 0800 hours UTC Saturday October the 3rd to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October the 4th. CW from 0800 hours UTC Saturday October the 10th to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 11. CQ Worldwide DX SSB October 24-25. CQ Worldwide DXCW November 28-29 December 6-8, 160 metres worldwide December 14-15, 10 metres worldwide Ted Palmoral DX Challenge Four award periods, each of three months starting in January of each calendar year and two categories in the contest Most Wanted and Top 5 Top 5 when you try and work the 5 Most Wanted DXCC entities Most Wanted we work the Most Wanted DXCC entity the DX entities in play are those most wanted during those three-month windows. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. WIA DX Awards Program, New Plaques. With news of this new scheme, Graham Alston, VK3GA, WIA DX Awards Manager. The WIA Awards Committee is pleased to announce the availability of plaques for the following awards. DXer of the Year, Elite 5-Band DXCC, DXCC Honour Roll and Excellence, Islands of Australia Honour Roll and Excellence, and Grid Squared Honour Roll and Excellence. These beautiful plaques, which are unique for each award, are made from crystal and come in various sizes. They can be viewed and purchased by using the Order Plaque section on the awards website. 73 from Graham Alston, VK3GA, WIA Awards Manager, on behalf of the Awards Committee. Thanks, Graham. They can be viewed and purchased by visiting the DX Awards website. Remember, it's the DX Award link you want. Several Brazilian amateurs are using the special event call sign ZW8THANKS as a tribute to healthcare professionals fighting COVID-19. Activities on all bands and modes, including the satellites, QSL Direct, EQSL or Logbook of the World. Samoan Special Event, Atsu. 5W1SA is expected to be active as 5W19 Stay Safe from Abia during the pandemic COVID-19 lockdown. He states, I know everyone struggles with COVID-19, whereas we, Samoa, has no positive case so far. 
one of the very rare COVID-free island country that I'm transmitting from. Yes, the island is really isolated from any other land, and the Samoa government decided to close the border at the early stage. I wish everybody stays safe at your place, and we will see the end of this pandemic as soon as possible. I also wish that I could help you kill time. While calling me or enjoy Collect DXCC, WPX or any other award you are trying. 73 and stay safe all. The RAF Amateur Radio Society will be activating the special event GB75VED from the 1st to the 28th of May for members' homes. Cabin Fever Award. Many awards issued by the Worked or Britain are part of an annual program that Hams look forward to. But their most recent certificate offering is hoped to be a one time only occurrence and for obvious reasons. It's the Cabin Fever Award, an outgrowth of the UK government's declaration of lockdown in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. This is an interim award that is accessible for three months following the 1st of April. For this award, the organising committee understandably will recognise only fixed stations and will disallow grid squares activated whilst portable or mobile. The Vienna International Centre in Austria has authorised call sign for you to stay home. For use by the UN Amateur Radio Contest Club, for you 1A. United Nations Amateur Radio Club President James Sate, K2QI, approved the call sign to promote amateur radio goodwill and over the air social networking. QSL cards go to UA3DX. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, I'm Bruce, VK3FFF. Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, a video version of this news compiled by VK5BD Bevan, is available at the link in the text editions of this newscast and is a great addition to those looking for content for their own ATV systems. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, long-lost US military satellite found by amateur radio operator. Scott Tilly, VE7TIL, has made the news once again for tracking down yet another zombie satellite. Scott was the subject of a report broadcast on US National Public Radio on Friday, April 24th. This time, he managed to identify signals from LES-5, an experimental military UHF communications satellite launched in 1967. Even though the satellite was supposed to shut down in 1972, it's still going as long as the solar panels are in the sun. The satellite's radio continues to operate. In 2018, Tilly found a signal from a NASA probe called IMAGE that the space agency had lost track of in 2005. With Tilly's help, NASA was able to re-establish contact. AMSAT SA carries out successful tests with AfriCube. Last week, Hannes Coetzee, ZS6BZP, and Pierre Holzhausen, ZS6PJH, carried out a successful on-the-air QSO using the AfriCube digital transponder. The uplink was on 70 centimetres and the downlink on 2 metres. 
Worldwide special interest groups, military. In days gone by, the event of the decade, surely, was VE and VJ Day. Now news that the RSGB Radio Marathon will commemorate the 75th anniversary of VE Day and VJ Day. The RSGB has organised the VE VJ Day Amateur Radio Marathon on the HF bands and 6 metres using SSB, CW and digital modes. Three special UK call signs, GB75 Peace, GB1945PE and GB1945PJ will be on the air for two separate months this year. May 1st to 31st, 2020, and the 1st to the 31st of August, 2020. The special stations have their own qrz.com pages that give details of the activation schedule. This is another great RSGB initiative that links with their Get On The Air To Care campaign. Worldwide special interest groups, radio amateur old-timers. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey, reminding you that, as per usual, the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's May Bulletin goes to air tomorrow, Monday, May the 4th. Bruce, VK3UV, will bring you the latest club news, after which we have an item asking what might happen if GPS stops working. A piece by Bruce on the Titanic radio operators and then Ian, VK3JS, will bring us up to date on 48 volt car electrics. Everyone, club member or not, is most welcome to tune in tomorrow and to join in the callbacks afterwards. As mentioned last month, there have been several changes to our broadcast schedule recently, including new transmissions via digital mobile radio on the VKDMR network Talk Group 5 at 0100 hours UTC or 11am VK3 time, plus a new broadcast via DSTAR on the Wednesday following the Monday transmissions. So I would recommend that you have a look at the RAOTC website www.raotc.org.au forward slash broadcasts for the latest information. If none of the broadcast times suit you, you can download the audio file from the RAOTC website at any time as from today. If you do listen via the internet, your acknowledgement and comments via email would be most welcome. Once again, check the RAOTC website for your local transmission schedule, tune in tomorrow or download the file for the May Bulletin, and we look forward to hearing your call sign in the callbacks afterwards. Stay safe and 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Worldwide special interest groups, Rescue Radio, IARU Region 3, Emergency Centre of Activity, COA Frequencies, 3.6, 7 1.1, 14.3, 18.16 and 21.36 MHz. IARU Region 1 3766 7.11 14.3 18.16 and 21.36 megahertz and IARU Region 2 3.75 3.985 7.060 
and 21.36 MHz. Emergency ventilator designed and constructed by HAMS. Radio amateurs have succeeded in providing a complete working ventilator system to University of Florida researchers who are in the process of applying to the Food and Drug Administration in the USA for an emergency use authorization, an EUA. A successful submission would blaze the way for volunteers and manufacturers around the world to create create low-cost, highly functional intensive care unit, ICU, or anesthesia care ventilators that offer many of the features of modern ventilators at a fraction of the typical cost. Dr Gordon Gibby, KX4Z, who is associated with the project, said efforts to further improve the device are ongoing. I'm Bruce, vk 3 F. Just on time to sign off for this broadcast... And as we were due this month to have our conference and WIA AGM in Hobart, but now we're shackbound, I thought, what better time than to bring a touch of Tassie to you? So over the next couple of weeks, our immediate past president of the WIA, Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey, and his VK7WI News crew will be your hosts. So do them a favour and tune in right here. Till next we do meet, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. Stay safe and walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.